Hey, gang. Hey, hey. boys and girls. <laughs> hey, boys and girls. Welcome to the film photography. What are you eating there, pal? <laughs> Uh, I'm eating these What's it called? Shock- Shocko bananas that have been sitting here now for two months. <laughs> I was going to say, what is that? The shock the monkey? <laughs> shock the banana. Hey, Michael Rosso here, FPP 165, June 15th, 2017. I'm here with Matt Mirage. Hey. Mark Dalzell. Hello. Mark O'Brien. Hey, everybody. Leslie Lazenby. Hello. I'm going to start with a letter. This is from Doug Broadkey. How to pronounce your name? Doug, D-U-G. Like Doug the Pug? In broad, B-R-O-A-D dash key, K-E-Y. I remember that name. He's written in before. Yes, he has. Hey, FPP gang. First of all, let me tell you, you have been my escapist device Ooh. through this election season. <laughs> That's because there's only one thing to talk about. Film. There, there was Film. an election? Film. Film. Hey, Matt, are there any of those chewy things in there? <laughs> Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, it's okay. I re-listened to all the episodes at least twice. You guys paying attention? I am. Most Most three times to get away from the crap that was out there in the news every day. Let us be your relief. Also, just a word of warning. Re listening tends to reactivate the gas. I ended up buying a couple of cameras I did not need, but what the hell. I finally took the plunge and started developing my own film with your kits. Nice. Ooh. Both C41 color. C41. And D76 black and white. D76. I bought them about a year ago and finally worked up the nerve. Oh my God, it was so easy. Yes. Yes. yes it is easy. Yes. Once you do now it. I have a new addiction. I highly recommend to all listeners who develop their own that it is super easy and truly enjoyable. Thank you guys for all the shoes and the great way to get away from the crazy world. I'll be ordering some more C41 kits. Thanks again. That's from Doug. So the lesson learned there. You see comments from your your aunt and uncle on Facebook that you don't like. Get them a film camera. C41 (laughs) kit. They'll be too busy. Well, why don't we talk about um, 120 box cameras? Lots of times we hear from people who say, oh, I have this box camera, and, and what, can I, what can I shoot with it? And we look at it and go, oh, it takes some oddball film size. But Kodak did make 120 film long before it made 620. Earliest box cameras that Kodak made that took 120 still work. And if you can go find a Kodak number two brownie box camera, which they made... I wouldn't say they made millions of, but they certainly made many thousands of. There's a bunch of different varieties with different colored uh, exteriors and so forth. Those all take 120 film, and they'll give you a 6 by 9 centimeter image, so it's a fairly large. You can make contact prints. In fact, back in the day, contact prints were probably what most people got. They didn't enlarge anything. And if you really want something that looks very attractive to take out with you and, and turn heads... A number two bow brownie, which have various oh. different colors. They're all art deco. The number two bow brownies are just gorgeous cameras. And they had other ones that took other sizes of film as well. But when you get outside of the United States, a lot of box cameras 
took 120 film, especially the ones from Europe. As I looked, and I've owned a bunch of different ones over the years, and I know there's going to be differing opinions on this, but I think the best bang for your buck is a 1948 to 1956 Zeiss Icon box tanger. Six by nine centimeters. It has aperture adjustment. I think F9, 11, and 16. It has um, bulb and instant. It also has different focus, focal zone focus. And basically, it's a metal metal and uh, wood-bodied uh, camera that uh, is actually quite attractive. And they made a bunch of different ones over the years and different, and different uh, models of the box tangers. But the 1948 to 1956 model seems to be the one that uh, is, the, is the most recent. But then if you go to something like an Ansco Sure Shot, it also gives you a 6x9 by, by, on 120. Those are also pretty good, as is the Agfa B2 Cadet. In the Agfa and Ansco world, B2 film means 120. And then there's a really cool one, the Alyssa box camera. It has it's called the Alt. It's got the Altasar Periscope one f f8 lens on it, and it's a really bizarre looking camera. It's a uh, but at its heart, it's still just a box camera. It's got uh, different aperture settings and instant and bulb as well. And I think any of these, if you're looking for a, that old timey look and you want to get a, a large negative from them, you really can't go wrong with some of the 120 box box cameras there's a bunch of them out there things i would look for though when you're looking at them are making sure that everything is inside the camera because sometimes these things are have been sat around for years and people pull things out and don't know what they're dealing with in other cases they may have sat in someone's closet and the inside may be moldy you just never know until you open one up and oftentimes when you open one up they still have old film in them so there's always that. That's the best part. Yeah. Take a chance. Go out and look at some 120 film film cameras or 120 box cameras. Just imagine, you know, you, you had uh, these. some of these cameras are uh, over at least 100 years old. And some are only maybe only 40 or, or 60 years old. But they can still give you some interesting effects. And they're certainly no, no worse than a Holga. And right, it probably right. costs you less now than a Holga. A lot less. Do you own any at home? Yeah, I've got yeah. a couple. You know, over the years, I mean, I've gone through so many cameras over the years. Yeah. It's not funny. And at one time, my daughter, Marjorie, and I both had a, a wall, practically a, a whole shelf unit filled with different varieties of box cameras. And at one time, I was getting rid of, of an estate of, of cameras for someone. At the end, I was left with all these box cameras that nobody wanted to... I mean, I couldn't sell them on eBay because I wasn't going to get enough for them to make it even worth it. So I donated them to, to, to the thrift shop. People call, saw me call, coming in with this big box of cameras, and they're looking at me like, oh, these are just box cameras. <laughs> they, must, they must not be worth anything. They're cool. You can also turn them into pinhole cameras. If you want to take the lens out and uh, put them on B, you've got a ready-made pinhole camera for 6 by 9 Absolutely. Yeah, so... Yeah. Have fun with them. What the heck? Which which one is your favorite? I really liked the box tanger when I owned that one. It was a lot of fun to shoot with. I remember shooting some tech pan with it one time, oh. and uh, and it was it was not too bad. Certainly the most I think the prettiest camera would be the num- would be the number two bow brownies. They had this Art Deco face on them uh, that's sort of enameled uh, metal in different colors. The blue I like the blue one. one. That was my favorite. So go out and shoot some one twenty in a box camera. That's Have right. fun with it. Have fun with it. Uh, the bay, I guess, is the oh yeah, the bay, and also you you'll see a lot of more of these in antique stores than any other camera because people antique just stores don't... charge a fortune because they're decorated. Right? Well, that's, any good flea market, right. you find them for two or three bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, Mark. You're welcome. When we come back, well, why don't we talk about the Canon EF? 
breaking news. Hey folks, the Film Photography Project has launched a brand new website. Head on over to filmphotographyproject.com. You'll see our new site, our blogs, videos, our new gallery, our new FPP online store. All new, all film, all the time. <laughs> Check it out, folks. When you're at the new FPP, if you haven't signed up, please do consider signing up for our FPP newsletter. You'll get fresh, awesome, filmy news in your email box every week. Check it out, and now back to show. What's the show? Hey, we're back. There it is. Hey, we're back. And oh, I found now we're going to talk about a Canon camera that uh, I'm not familiar with. Well, I, I I didn't purposely pick this one out. Didn't come to me as a orphan. This came in the last time that we were here vetting donations, and for some reason we all could not make this thing function properly. And I thought, you know, I I just think um, there's something we're not clicking with this, you know. So I took it back to Ohio with me. Yep. I'll deal with this a little bit later. We don't have time for this crap right now. Did a little research, did a little education, and I was correct. This is a perfectly functioning camera great take it back eh, research it a little bit more and it's an interesting camera it i think as i a lot of times like to bring you historically important cameras in the lineup of the great canon f1 except that well this was 73 to 1978 it is the electronic version of the canon f1 and it oh. is built like the canon f1 electronic f yes oh. ef on the bottom there are two battering compartments. They both take a 625. They're not stacked. So that, I think, probably threw us off to begin with. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But because of its time frame, this takes the FD mount. This will take the FL mount. And it'll take the R mount. It does not take quite all the accessories the F did. You cannot put a motor drive on this. This also will not allow you to change the focusing screen, which the Fs did. It has a kind of a funky center-weighted, not true center-weighted metering system because it takes most, almost three-quarters of its information from the bottom two-thirds, oh. so it does not overexpose bright skies. Oh. But hmm. you've got to remember that if you do a vertical. Even mm-hmm. Same meter reading across the whole uh, area. It is a manual camera. It is a shutter priority camera. It has a cool shutter in it. I had not heard of this before, but I'll bet some of you have. It's a copal square shutter. Another copal square. Mm-hmm. It's vertical travel. It's a metal blade. Uh, a focal plane type. It is bulletproof. <laughs> okay. It is the only time, and maybe up until incredibly recent times, I'm not sure about that, but it's the only time that Canon used a shutter that was not made by them. Oh. Not a disadvantage. It was just a note. It's different. It's yeah. just different. Exactly. It's, I think it's the same shutter that Nickermats had. I believe you're correct. Oh, uh-huh. well, that's probably why they didn't yep. talk yep. about so, it that much. Now, the shutter is interesting. It is one second to 30 seconds, and that is electronically controlled, and that's what one of those batteries are for. Okay. The other battery is the meter. Your uh-huh. faster times, being a thousandth of a second, nice. down to a half a second, are manual. Battery goes out, you still, still have still those, the, fast the common ones. A thousandth is pretty good on a manual. Mm-hmm. Shutter, though. And there's also a red LED, I, I'm going to say, it looks like a red LED light, mm-hmm. that when you are using those slower ones, you can count the blinks. So if you're shooting this 
on a tripod away, you kind of know where you are. Okay, I know I've got 15-second exposure here, uh, and I can count it because I can see it. Mm-hmm. So that's all it does. It blinks in time with the full oh, that's cool. Full seconds. And as I said, the, the other battery is for the meter, and the meter turns on, and I think this threw us off as well, turns on two-step. On the back, there's a button that you push on and a little lever that you push up to the on position. And at that point, the advance arm comes out about 15 degrees. And it takes all of that to turn the meter on. Remember to turn the meter off because you'll chew those batteries up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Power pig. Yes, it is. I mean... Two batteries. <laughs> the uh, viewfinder, of course, indicates your shutter speed and the appropriate aperture mm-hmm. it's going to choose. It also has an unusual multi-exposure button built right in- onto the camera body. Oh, nice. So none of that... You know, releasing the, the net and yeah. doing the whole bit. Great exposure, ISO range of 12 to 3,200. Sweet. Sweet. I mean, it's, this was a pro it's line. Modern. Wow. And it does have a mirror lockup. Now, the this is a cool feature today for us is because, as we know, a lot of the cameras that we have that take those 625 yep. Mercury batteries, mm-hmm. this camera can be used with the modern batteries because resistors are already built in. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Regulates so the voltage. It, it wants a, a 1.3 volt yep. 625, but if you put a 1.5 volt 625, takes care of it. It's fine. The camera has a regulator. It's built in. That's Runs amazing. good on unleaded gas. It does. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. That's forward thinking. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea why that was done, but still, yeah, forward thinking. And I guess you can say one thing I was very very saddened by Aww. is I thought, what does it go for on the bay? Pick one of these up with a lens for thirty bucks. Oh wow. Do it. Yeah. Why is it so? Why? I don't know. Why is it Maybe so forgotten? People, I'm not sure. That's so odd because F1. F1. F1s are F1. yeah. F1s are two hundred bucks all day F1. every day. F1. Yeah. 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 And this is probably a and, better camera than the F1 in many respects. Um, it looks the same from, from a distance. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. This one, I think, still has the shoe cover on it. Oh, look at that. Great. 30 to 60 bucks. Wow. That's sweet. That is quite a deal. And you, so you don't even technically need any battery. You can treat it like a, a poor man's F1 Absolutely. for a man, half second to a thousand. That's, yeah. mm-hmm. that's sweet. Yeah. Typically, those speeds that you use the most, anyway, it's not yeah. draining that battery. It's awesome. On this trip back, I have brought this camera back to New Jersey to the FPP compound, and it will now go back into the donation program. Be a note on it. It's fully tested, operational, and it's kind of also something I wanted to once again thank everyone for their donations. They are respected. They are appreciated more mm-hmm. than you know. Sometimes cameras and accessories and lenses don't always have a place in a school donation program. And on occasion, one of us will take one of these home to try out and talk to you about on the show. But it's also, and, and in doing so, it's a learning experience for us, mm-hmm. which means in turn that increases not only our knowledge base, but it adds to yours. Well. Yeah. Yes, very much so. So it's just, uh, this was kind of a, the big, it's made the big circle. It came in, it's been checked out, a little tougher to use. Gorgeous gorgeous camera um one lens it's a perfect student camera and back it goes into the pool to live to see another day so leslie this is a good lead into kind of like what i've been seeing the used market turn into uh from from midwest and some other camera shops i went to a dealer summit a few months back i was talking with other used resellers of you know 35 millimeter cameras a lot of the newer shooters younger folks you know, teens through their through 30s, pretty much, that are really into it, they don't buy cameras for features anymore. 
They are buying it from a size perspective only. So if I had on, on the counter in front of somebody a Nikon F5 or F6 or an FM2 or an FE, those FM, FMs and FEs sell 10 to 1. They want the big or they want the small? They want compact all the time. So K1000s, AE1s, oh. something like this. F1 and, and an F3 are like on the, on the brink of, of what most people are willing to do. But the, the big ones, they're just bricks. Mm. They just they they're just for show. People don't care and about features. Years ago or it was the opposite. It's the exact opposite. So the valuation is different, and now we're coming f- back full circle to. Uh, for a while there, the people collecting them wanted the sexy black ones. Now it's well, no, I want the chrome because it's it's vintage looking. <laughs> so the crappier, lower level entry kind of chromed out little things are good. going. Good, good stuff for us. Yeah. The, so it, it's really interesting how the market <laughs> shifts. You know, it, it's. It's split off into very, two very separate camps, the, the folks that are collectors because now they can afford what they always couldn't, and uh, the younger folks getting into it who just want something compact. But that is a sweet kind of you know, mixture of both. Yeah. Thank you, Leslie. You are quite welcome. Well, when we come back, we'll uh, do a book. What's new and hot in the FPP online store? By visiting and shopping at the FPP online store, you help keep this podcast going new in the store all new formula of the amazing 35 millimeter lomo purple film (laughs) in the fpp store 127 black and white rarapan that's right get out your 127 cameras load them up fresh stocked rolled 620 film for all of your Kodak Brownie and 620 cameras. Some new flavors of Kodak Vision film, that's motion picture film, and lots, and lots more. more. Head on over to the FPP online store, filmphotographystore.com, check out the new store, and we'll keep these shoes going. Hey, we're back. <laughs> Mark, we have so many books on the table. No, these are not my books. What books? Mark uh, O'Brien, take it away. A few years ago, I I watched a documentary on history of black photographers. The book it was based largely on called Reflections in Black by Deborah Willis. She's a winner of a MacArthur Fellowship, and it's a history of black photographers of of 1840 to the present. As someone who enjoys photographic history, I have to say that the history of African-American photographers in in the United States and actually elsewhere is really largely gone underreported, shall Mm -hmm. we say. Of course, there's a few in the United States who've had great success and are well-known. I can only think of a few standouts. Right, there's only only a few standouts, but there's a lot of good photographers. So this book, published by Norton Publishers, it's a 348-page coffee table. Not really coffee table size, but it's a big book. This isn't a skimmer. Not a skimmer, no. It's really a monumental book because it it delves deeply in the history of black photographers in America. I always think about we photograph what we know right yes well if you were a caucasian male i there's things i photograph it's what i know really do we see what other people see who are in different cultures um different ethnicities and so forth we might see it from other countries but we it's always been underreported in 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 our there are some fantastic images in here and it really everything in here really mirrors what happened in 
white America with starting from people using daguerreotypes and tintypes and so forth. They're internet photographers who went around. And of course, a lot in many cases, they were constrained by the horrid laws we had going on in this country that were racial segregation. So they did not have the same opportunities as, as white photographers. But it's a really rich book. I just found it fantastic. And there's just a lot of really good photography in here. The author talks about the different photographers um, their backgrounds, where they where they worked, and so forth. Also, in context with what was going on at the time. If you're really interested in, in history of photography, it's a really moving book. It's it's a fantastic resource if you want to talk about what was going on in the United States, not just in our culture, but in in African American culture as well. It's it's really a, a beautiful book. It's still available online. I think used these go for about thirty bucks. So it's a like I said it's a, it's a really it's a scholarly book. Definitely not just a uh, something to skim through and look at the photographs because there's a lot of information about the different photographers. I think you, almost anyone would enjoy looking at it. Thank you, Mark. One kind of quick tie-in with with the book, and this is something that gets brought to the forefront. I would say every. Almost every few years on the dot in popular photography, but photography has always had traditionally a bit of a diversity problem Yes, in, in representation of uh, prominent artists as well as, but it's, it's, it's a two-way street. It's, uh, it's the dealers that kind of fe- perpetuate that, right. but it's also just the, the industry and, and you know, where, where it goes. So it's, uh, it's always been an issue. It always gets brought to the forefront, but fortunately, uh, the democratization of people sharing stuff on the internet has, yes. has helped to address some of those issues. One article I saw, I think this came out, uh, over a year ago, it was, I think it debuted on one of the smaller photo blogs and then Petapixel picked it back up, but it talked about how, uh, it was also a short YouTube video about how, uh, photography, uh, until about the early nineties was inherently racist as far as the color balance and everything mm-hmm. on films. And, uh, so oh, just, yes. just really, really interesting how, mm-hmm. uh, yes. how it's changed and no, this is, this really ties into that. So a lot of photographers in here, I, I mean, I can really only name gordon parks off the top of my head right. that, like he's the documentary this is this is based on aired is really i don't remember if it was on pbs or where but i remember watching it it was just really w- well done very moving and extremely informative thank you mark <laughs> you're welcome when we come back we're going to be talking about the oh, yoko flex the whole yoko flex? The what? searching for the right word no searching for gift ideas any suggestions Sure have an ANSCO Cadet camera outfit with everything needed for taking pictures. The ANSCO Cadet is always ready when you are. No focusing, no dials, no nonsense. What a wonderful idea. Here are two more. The new ANSCO Cadet Reflex with a photo size viewfinder that makes fine pictures easy to get. And the ANSCO Lancer, the camera that puts precision focusing into simple words. Just move this red dot for distant scenes, medium shots, or close-ups. Made your choice? Uh-huh. All of them. These are perfect answers to so many gift problems. When it's time to give, give the fun of an ANSCO camera outfit. 1075-1595-1995. If it's from ANSCO, you'll know it's A+. Hey, we're back. Uh, Mark Dalzell has a camera to discuss. Yeah. Take it away, Mark. I have... Whatever you want to talk about. Okay. So be careful of those crumbs. No, uh, the crumb. See, I'm just I gave him a plate, no crumbs. going to blow them now. Are you going to hang out with us after the show? Um, now that the cookies are gone, I may as well throw it away. 
We're going to get queen chips. Ooh. What's a queen chip? It's that diner where Thompson Queen. You and I went, and you brought Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. But what are queen? I mean, queen. We chips. didn't know about them until the last time Leslie was here. We're like, oh, I saw like you know we usually get you know French fries or you know the crinkle cuts, but we're like queen chips. What's queen chips? And the woman described it differently than what appeared. She's like, oh well, they're <laughs> homemade, and we do them right here. So I expected some kind of fry. But what it is, it's like almost like, a, for our British folks, it's almost like a crisp. It's a chip. Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's, but it's thicker. All right. And, it's, and they make it right there. It's nice and dry and crispy. Like a kettle, like, like a kettle chip? And they serve it thicker than a thicker. kettle. And they kettle serve chip. it with, what is that sauce they called? They call it petal sauce. And petal sauce. All right. Oh. Yeah, All right. Uh, All right. Yeah, probably. Great. We're out of here. Let's about go. That. All right. <laughs> what camera? All right, let's oh. go. Oh. What show? What cameras you got there, Mark? Hey, so I got a camera here. I have a really great camera. No, this is a really great camera. This is the Zeiss Icon Icoflex. Mm-hmm. I've always had a soft spot for a TLRs, um, and I, and I kind of thought I knew all the good ones. I've got my Rolleiflex. I've got the 2.8e, which I love. Uh, I've got one of every Yashica TLR that was nice. ever made from nice. the 44 to the 120. Yeah, I got this Zeiss Icon Icoflex, and I know Zeiss is good stuff, but it didn't, I didn't realize until I started shooting with it. This is just a really solid camera with some really cool features. I mean, the speculation is this came out to, to try to pretty much directly compete with Rolleiflex at the time. Um, the one I have here, the Icoflex was... Uh, What's going on? <laughs> Damn paparazzi. This was a, a, a long series of cameras. They, they first came out in 1934, and they made them until 1960. And much like, you know, the feds that we talked about a while ago, every year or two they would completely change it into something else and, and it would just it would sort of morph into a different model so the one i have here is the 2a they had the, the original icoflex the icoflex 1 icoflex 2 a different icoflex 2 the 1a the 1b the 1c the 2 3 the 2a a different 2a the 3 and then the favorite so all over the course of 25 years they changed it like a dozen times the one i have here is the early version of the 2a so this was made from 1950 to 1952 it's 90 percent as solid feeling as a rolly flex when you shoot with it It definitely has a good meaty solid feel to it i mean just so quick i mean tech specs on it like they all do it's you know 75 millimeter 3.5 taking lens on it Tessar, the same 75mm 3.5 viewing lens. It's very clear to look through. It's got a Fresnel. The nice thing about actually using it that feels good is when you look down over the top of a, a Rolleiflex, if you're familiar with Rolleiflexes, you look straight down at it and you can see your aperture and your shutter speeds. They do the same thing with this one, except instead of moving little wheels with your thumbs, it actually has these levers that slide up and down oh, the side of the camera. Cool. So it's this kind of cool levered geared system. And then there's little windows here that I can see my f and my and my shutter speed. And then you cock it on the bottom. And again, instead of the shutter release being on the bottom, when you're holding it like this, your shutter releases. Oh, I like right that off. shutter button. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. nice. So it's a little bit of a different system. It won't fire with. Uh, Do you have to have film oh, in it to fire? Oh. Yeah, you have to have film in it um, to fire it. It's a little bit different. the The shutter release is different and interesting. It's a little weird because. I, I shot one roll through it, and when I scanned them all in, I realized that they they're all a little cockeyed. Cocked a little bit, yeah. Because you do kind of jerk it oh, okay. when you shoot it, so everything is a little tilted. Cable so you have to, release? Yeah, uh, you could. Okay. Yeah, you can thread one in there. Yeah. Okay. Again, unlike the the roller or the Yashica, which need a, like a nipple. See, it all comes back around. Yeah, this will just take a standard <laughs> shutter release. 
Uh, otherwise, you know, it's got features on it that only I've only ever seen on the rolly. So when you're loading film, you load the roll of film, you thread it through, and you start winding it up until on the bottom there's a little oh, window. And when okay. you see the one pop up, huh. you close the window. Over here on the side, you, you roll your... You roll it to frame number one, and then you just wind it, and it'll stop at one. So okay. it has automatic frame stop. It, you know, it automatically lines itself up. Uh, it does have the magnifier on the inside for close-up. Uh, it's Poor also got the, it's got the sports viewer okay. mm-hmm. if you want to do that crazy sports viewing thing. Uh, on the side, I love this. It's got a little guide to help you out for your exposures. It was not written natively in English, I'm guessing. Exposure on film of 40 ASA with mm-hmm. sunshine May, August from 9 to oh, 15 o'clock. Yeah. So if you want to shoot persons in the room near the window, <laughs> 3 5 at 1 one hundredth. If you want to shoot street with ample squares, I would probably go F4 at 1 500 according to this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this is this easy mnemonic device to remember. When overcast sky exposure four times, September, October, March, April, from 9 to 15 o'clock, twofold, November, February, exposure four times. There you go. So we all, I mean, we all know that. We all learned that in school. I say it before I go to bed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the black cat exposure guide on the side of a Yeah. Three by three square. If you're trying to explain it to a black cat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's a solid little camera. You've got... You know, all your, you know, like I said, it goes down to 3.5 up to F- F16 or down to F16. Um, and you've got a good range of shutter speeds from bulb one second all the way up to 1.500. Or, sorry, 1.5, no, 1.250th on this one. Sorry, 1.250th. Unlike the Rollies, which have that weird bayonet mount on the front, uh, this mm-hmm. does have threaded. And they did make accessory lenses, so you can Ooh, put accessory lenses nice. or filters oh, on no, it. No bayonet BS, yeah. yeah. Yeah, on the at least on the taking lens, you can. Uh, there's a there's a pretty wide range of prices on them because they made so many different versions of it. This particular one, the the two A, the early two A, the later two A, they incorporated the aperture and the shutter speed together at the top to make it a little easier, so you didn't have to like look left and right, I guess. But I don't care. Um, but they go for about two hundred bucks. They're not cheap. Oh my goodness! But they're still a fraction of a comparable Rolly, uh, and it still has the Zeiss lenses in it, you know, it's, so it's very sharp, it's great. Like I said, I, it, when I got it, it had a roll of film, it had an ancient roll of Kodak something or other in it. Have um, you shot with it? Yeah, I shot, a, I, I, I shot a few rolls, I sh- shot a few shots on that roll, on that found roll, and then I took it out and I put in a fresh roll of uh, Ilford and shot that whole roll, and it came out very nice, Sweet. very sharp. What, yeah. what kind of um, filter ring does that have for, for, a thread, for a threaded filter, like 43 or something? It's a, um, a weird one. Pausing. It's like 40 pausing. and a half. I wrote it down. It's a 35.5 oh, millimeter. Good luck oh. finding that. But Lynch they did that. make them. Okay. Yes. So mm-hmm. y- if, you, if you search for Icoflex filters and okay. Icoflex lenses, they did make them. I think them. one of the new mirrorless lenses actually uses oh, yeah. them too. Yeah, they, they brought a lot of the weird there ones back. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, there's something mm-hmm. online. I was reading there's a, there was a little website where they were comparing. This is like a conspiracy theory. They were comparing the Rollies with the, uh, with the Icoflex, and they were saying, quote, uh, AlfredKlomp.com did his review of the 2A. Zeiss Icon made the Icoflex series of TLRs between early 30s and late 50s in various modes and classes. The idea seemed to be that Zeiss Icon wanted to compete with the Rolly Cord. If you look at the shared features of the Rolly Cords and the 2A, their similarity is obvious. Rolly cor- uh, they both have the 75mm 3.5. Rolly Cord didn't have a self-timer, neither does the 2A. Rolly Cord had knob wind instead of the crank, so did the 2A. Rolly Clore did not have a self-cocking shutter, neither did the 2A, and so on. 
So it's true. If you kind of compare them side hmm. by side, there is a lot of similarity between them. What were the prices of those new? Do you, do you know? I don't know. I couldn't find any information about them. But being a Zeiss, it was still an expensive oh, camera. Yeah. yeah. It's not like it was, you know, Argus making it, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Argus, Icoflex, Ar- Argus. I don't the know if is available then, maybe at the end of this. What's but that? 220. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't have that. Yeah, it's got a nice little lock too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good solid little camera. I like it. So. Hmm. Thank you, Mark. There you go. Nice. Sweet. Nice camera. And I'm sorry, what, how much would that cost if I wanted to pick one up? A few hunch? The Icoflexes in general have a pretty wide range, so if you go with you know some of the less feature-filled models, you could get one for 100 100 120 this particular one the two a's are going for about 200 dollars, but there's not that many of them the later models when you get up to the um like the last model especially but the uh, the favorite which was made from 57 to 60 that actually had light meters on it so the light meter versions go for even more and they're a little rarer too so they'll go for a few hundred but yeah this this one as i have it here is about 200 thank you mark sure nice Folks listening, if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to our email newsletter. And you will get uh, a message in your email box, information from us. Of course, when we're doing a podcast, you'll get the show notes now, which is kind of awesome. You'll get the show notes right to your email box. You have to go to filmphotographyproject.com, and uh, on the top of the screen is a subscribe button. Just click that. Of course, we're on Flickr, a film photography podcast group on Flickr. We're on Facebook, of course, mm-hmm. Film Photography Podcast. Maybe it says Film Photography Project. I'm not sure. Facebook. Instagram. 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 MySpace. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Craigslist. Adult Friend Finder. <laughs> J-Date. All right, cut it. Cut it now. <laughs> uh, podcast at Film Photography. Winder. Oh, Winder. Oh. Oh. Winder.com. Someone buy it right now. What is it? New? You just made it up? I just made it up. But that's that could genius. be like the next big thing. Connect with other film other photographers. enthusiasts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Winder. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Please write to us. We'll be back in uh, just two weeks. It sounds like a British insult. What a winder. <laughs> and uh, we always love to hear from you guys out there. We love you. We love your fan Aww. mail. It makes us feel good. It does. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome experience. And uh, we'll be back very soon. Keep those cameras clicking. And w- film winders winding. Next show, we'll fill you in as to what uh, feast we went out to after this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mark Dalzell is going to join us. Yeah, sure. Fantastic. Let's check out those queen chips. Queen chips. Queen so. chips. Thinking we should cut out all the drinking and the fatty stuff And maybe exercising is a good idea Cause baby we don't get enough Girl it would be so wrong If we don't live for long Well I could wear too many coats and maybe
should cut out all the drinking and the fatty stuff And maybe exercising is a good idea Cause baby we don't get enough Let's get on